Welcome in to the Great Scott Show going up on a Tuesday. That means Jay Walker will be in with me in the 8 o'clock hour in studio. Looking forward to that. Coach Gary Broadhead is going to join me around 7.20. We'll talk a little Pels for a little bit with my guy Ali Cassell about a quarter to 8. I was wrong about last night's game. Cardinals didn't win that one. They didn't look like a team that was 8-1 and on the road this year. What the Arizona Cardinals looked like against the L.A. Rams was uh, they looked like garbage. They looked like a team that Cliff Kingsbury coached. Why? Because Cliff Kingsbury coached teams tend to fall off a cliff. Pun intended. At some point... It seems like every team Cliff Kingsbury coaches, whatever it may be, whether it's not making adjustments, whether it's not changing, whether it's not whether it's injury, health, what a combination of things, for whatever reason, you can go all the way back to when this guy was the head coach at Texas Tech. They start out strong, and they wither late. I mean, he was 7-0 in his first season at Texas Tech. That year, they, they lost four of their last five, finished 8-5. and five. Shoot, five of the last six. Last two seasons, through Week 10, last season and this season, the Cardinals, 14-5. and five. Oh, look at Kyler Murray. Maybe he's an MVP candidate. Here come the Cards, 5-9 and nine after that. Now, if the Cardinals had won last night, would that have totally erased all of Cliff Kingsbury's you know, second-half swoons? Totally, no. Would it have been the story today? No. Just like the Rams won, and it's not like it erases all of the doubters about Matthew Stafford, but certainly puts it on hold for now. I think it certainly helps Matt Stafford. But what do you do with Cliff Kingsbury? What do you do with them? There's a big enough sample size here that tells you this stuff's just going to continue. You know what I mean? They gave Steve Wilkes one season, which was ridiculous. One season as the head coach. And they fired him for a guy that was struggling at Texas Tech. Has Cliff won a lot of games? Sure. Sure. He's lost a lot, too. He's 500. He's 500. 24, 24, and 1. And, you know, whether you start out slow and finish strong or vice versa, when you're one and done in the playoffs and it's a game like that one last night that was just... I mean, that Kyler Murray pick six was horrendous. When I watch the Cardinals offense and I see Rondale Moore, a playmaker and a slot receiver, sitting there wide open as the check down, running a delayed shallow route toward the sideline, and 
Murray's not even looking at him. He's just looking downfield, looking downfield. He's sitting in the end zone. Oh, no, it's going to be safety. No, he's just going to throw a little little granny pass underhand to the easiest pick six that the Rams will have this century. There's nothing on those deep routes at the beginning of that. It's when it comes to using the check down, the Cardinals don't do it. And if Cliff Kingsbury, a former quarterback himself, cannot get his number one overall pick and franchise quarterback to utilize that skill set on a consistent basis. What are you doing? Let's not act like the Rams went into last night's game with this vaunted secondary. They have one, one great player in Jalen Ramsey. The rest of the secondary isn't good. They had to go sign Eric Weddle last week to play in the secondary. He hadn't played in two years. They're decimated, and yet last night they, they look like all pros. And the Cardinals helped them. Cliff Kingsbury helped them. Cliff Kingsbury should not be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. They're not going to move on from their franchise quarterback, number one overall pick, a guy who has shown flashes at times of being really good. But they need to bring in a coach that's going to help Murray develop the intermediate pass, the check down pass. It was just simulated pressure from Arizona last night, and the Rams were just running them over like ragdolls. It was a terrible game. Now, it didn't involve a seven seed, so is everybody going to say, oh, there are too many teams in the playoffs. It was dumb to expand it. That was a four versus a five. There are plenty of bad playoff games. Oh, they shouldn't have expanded. Yeah. Would the Chargers and perhaps the Saints have been a little more fun than the Eagles and Steelers? I guess, but they didn't earn it. They didn't do enough. You gotta use the checkdown. As far as Matt Stafford goes, I, you know, time to put respect on his name. Stop ripping him. He's a good quarterback on a good team. He had a good season. It was his first playoff win ever last night. Okay? See what happens last night when they go to Tampa Bay. A team they beat this season. Granted, it was what? Back in September or October? It's been a while. It's going to look a little different next week. There is no... I mean, on a personal note, is there like... There's no teams in the NFC that is worth rooting. There's like no one I would root for. Just like, okay. Just watch playoff football. They're really fond of any of these teams. Just do like my man Gerald Broussard says. Just root for individuals. You don't have a team, just find some individuals. I guess that's what I'll do. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Now at 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM Streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. For those of you listening via the stream, it's brought to you by Champagne's Mark on the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. You can email me, scott at ESPN1420.com. Check that. Scott at ESPNLafayette.com. Both of them work, to be honest with you. 
And you can tweet the show at ESPN1420. Check that at ESPN Lafayette. See, I'm still working on it, guys. At ESPN Lafayette is a Twitter handle. We put up a poll yesterday. Who is the biggest loser of NFL wildcard weekend? Um, hundreds of votes. Overwhelmingly, it was the Cowboys. They got 67% of the vote. 27% had NFL officiating. 4% had the Patriots. 1% had the Steelers. Drew Brees. Drew Brees, first year not playing football. You saw him on NBC a lot this season. He was okay in the studio with Tony Dungy. He's all right. What about in the booth? You know, it's one thing to call a Notre Dame game where you have a few million people watching and it's college football. Calling a playoff game in the NFL is a different animal. You're talking about 20 to 30 million households watching. And the reality is Drew Brees did not do well. He didn't. Was he bad? No. Was he Mike Mayock on the call when the you know beast mode happened and the Seahawks beat the Saints in the 2010 playoffs? No. Mike Mayock used to be really bad in those playoff games. And wasn't good enough at his job as a GM with the Raiders that he got fired yesterday. But I digress. Drew Brees. Drew Brees gets assigned to the Bengals-Raiders game on Saturday. And, you know, NBC had two games. The Sunday night game for Chiefs-Steelers, they had Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. You know, Al, it really is just a culmination of a couple of things. All right, getting back to Bengals-Raiders. So there's Mike Tirico and Drew Brees. And the reality is, Brees just performed like... I don't know. Mike Glennon in a win. It was, there was nothing memorable about it. Nothing. You know, the big part of that Bengals Raiders game was some of the officiating gaps, some of the horrible calls, and he didn't talk about any of them, not a single one. Nothing. Breeze did a good job when he was talking about Derek Carr, when he was talking about Joe Burrow, when he was talking about the quarterbacks. That's good, and he should. I mean, you would expect that. But when it comes to, like, the controversial moments or someone making a mistake or throwing in maybe what they should do or strategy, there was none of that. There was none of that. He was not ready for an NFL playoff game. He wasn't. Now, can he improve? I suppose, but NBC paid Drew Brees a lot of money, and I, I said it at the time, all this talk of, yeah, they want him to replace Collinsworth. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe they want him to, but I don't know that he will. For as much heat as Collinsworth takes, the guy's a good broadcaster. I know, I know. He hates my favorite team. I get it. He breaks things down in a game. That the average viewer wouldn't note. Get 25 to 30 million viewers watching Breeze, and I was like, give me something, Drew, give me something. Yeah, it was just, it was kind of bland. 
like Russell Wilson on the mic. With respect to Russell Wilson, great quarterback. Maybe future quarterback of the Saints. On the Manning cast last night, he said, you know, 7,436 times. You know, man, you know, he's uh, it's just, you know, he's got to play hard, you know. It's a bit too robotic on the mic. I get he can't let his hair down like Eli and Peyton can. Just let her rip. Peyton, by the way, who accidentally cursed on the air. I love that Eli kept bringing it up, too. Yeah, I watched a little bit of the Manning cast. I mean, what else are you going to watch when the game was a blowout last night? Got an email here. This one comes in from Derek. Scott, why did CBS call the Niners-Cowboys game? I thought it was CBS, AFC, Fox, NFC. Well, Derek, that that changed a few years ago. Um, the majority of NFC games are still on Fox, but not all of them. It used to be, right, NFC games on Fox, AFC games on AFC, and if it was an interconference game, the uh, road team, whatever conference the road team is in, it would be on that network. So in other words, if the Dolphins were hosting the Saints, it would be on Fox. If the Saints were hosting the Dolphins, it would be on CBS. The NFL changed that. There's some flex, there's some outs, and you can have some all AFC games on Fox or all NFC games on CBS during the regular season. However... In the playoffs, that just all gets thrown out the window because NBC gets a pair of games on the wild card weekend, ESPN gets a game, and then on a rotating basis, one year CBS will get two spots in the wild card weekend and Fox will get one, and then it rotates year to year in terms of how many they get. And it's all about money. CBS purchased... They, it was their rotating basis. They had the 3.30 central window time slot. And the NFL, for that Sunday afternoon time slot, is going to put the game in that time slot that they, especially on wild card weekend, the later afternoon time slot is the one they think will get the highest ratings. For wild card weekend, that was, like... Once you get to, like, championship weekend, it's different. That's already set in stone, right? Fox has got the NFC, CBS has the AFC, and it rotates each year in terms of who gets the 2 o'clock game, who gets the 5.30 game. But for wild card weekend, it's all, every game is on the board. The time slots have been paid for by each of the networks, and then the NFL is putting each one in a certain time slot based on what they think is going to draw the best rating. It was easy. You, anybody with the brain knew the Cowboys-Niners was going to draw the best rating. And that's the reason CBS had it. They bought it. I think it was like, I think they, the time slot was like $70 million. Once the NFL added more playoff games, there were some slots up for grabs. And CBS is like, all right, 70 mil, give it to us. It's been 70 mil. They ain't about to give you Cardinals-Rams. ESPN Lafayette best ticket is worse. Good question, though, Derek. Really, my answer was way too long-winded. It's always just, the short answer is always just money. Money. And, you know, Troy Aikman wasn't happy about it. He got salty. 
calling that awful Bucks Eagles game. He was just he wanted to be in Dallas. That's where he wanted to be. Which is on CBS, which is the Dallas Cowboys hosting the San Francisco 49ers. We saw San Francisco with that overtime win in L.A. last weekend. That's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game. Uh, I mean, a really good game. I think there's a lot of people that like to be calling that game. <laughs> but uh, should be. Yeah. Just a little salty there, Troy. Troy, man, he looked like he was, like he was smoking or something. Seeing him in the booth near the end of that Eagles-Bucks game. Maybe he had to just relax a little watching that thing. When we come back, I'm going to talk to Louisiana Ragin Cajun women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead. Bob Marlin, men's basketball coach, will be on with me tomorrow. Uh, wasn't able to get him on this morning. He'll be on tomorrow. We're going to talk to Gary in just a minute. Ali Casella, the bird right, is going to join me. Pels drop one. To the Celtics yesterday. The state of the Pelicans. How does Ali feel about it? This is a guy that covers the team day in, day out. Jay Walker will be in in the 8 o'clock hour. We do a little terrible tune Tuesday. We'll talk college hoops. Maybe even start to preview college softball, baseball just a little. And, of course, we'll talk NFL playoffs. Playoffs? Coming up next, Coach Broadhead. Then, why Cowboys fans should ultimately, what, what, what the most disheartening thing sh- it really should be for Cowboys fans. Yeah, poor clock management. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, falling in crucial moments. But there's something that should be more disheartening to Cowboys fans than, than, than all of that. I'll tell you what that is. After my convo with Coach Broadhead, Ali Cassell at a quarter to eight. Don't go anywhere. This is the Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette. I'm Scott Prather. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sportsbook because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home and to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. We're talking garage safety from Acadiana Garage Doors. When you're away from your home, disconnect or at least unplug your garage door. That'll be one less way to give strangers access to your home. Don't ever leave your door partially open. A partially open door invites unwanted visitors and animals, and it's dangerous. And as always, spray all of the moving parts of your garage door with a good garage door lubricant, and that includes springs and hinges. For more great ideas, visit AcadianaGarageDoors.com. It's easy to forget that there's more to a garage door than just the door itself. 
there's the garage door opener. If it's me, if I'm giving friends, family advice, LiftMaster is the way to go. LiftMaster stands behind their product. It's always high quality. It's a serviceable unit, so you'll have trouble-free operation for years and years. And if something does break along the way, we have parts and products that can uh, we can use to service that product to extend its life without you having to spend money on a brand new Acadiana Garage Doors and AcadianaGarageDoors.com. Need a job? We've got them. Lofton Staffing Services has immediate openings for security guards, warehouse workers, order pickers and fillers, landscapers and groundskeepers, shipping clerks, general laborers, and logistics coordinators. These are great paying positions, working for great companies. You can work full-time or part-time. There's no fee, and at Lofton, you get paid the week you work. Call Lofton Staffing Services right now at 269-0500. That's 269-0500. Lofton Staffing Services. Why does Walgreens offer co-pays as low as $0 and 90-day refills? Because we care about Medicare, so you don't have to. I mean, do you really care to hear me go on about same-day prescription delivery making your life easier? Or how there's a pharmacy expert available 24-7 and one-click refills? Well, I just did anyways. Fill your Medicare prescriptions with Walgreens and save. $0 co-pays apply to Tier 1 generic drugs and select plans with Walgreens as a preferred pharmacy. Restrictions apply. See walgreens.com slash medicare for complete details. Deep breaths. Mai's virtual meditation studio has never been busier. Imagine not working. They need a remote assistant to realign their scheduling. Blank calendar. Sorry, back to your breath. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates right from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. So good, you gotta try it. With Straight Talk, you can get our Silver Unlimited plan for just 45 bucks a month. Now with unlimited high-speed data, plus 5 gigabytes hotspot data, and no contract, with Nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot for your data when you can get unlimited for a whole lot less? Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Sports talk that's so legit, it smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Yeah, the best ticket in sports. And as promised, joining me now, the head of the Louisiana Rage Cajun women's basketball team. They are 11-3. and three. Coming off a uh, winning week, one at home, one road. Coach Gary Broadhead is with us now. Good morning, Coach. How you feeling today, my friend? Uh, good morning. Doing great, you know, getting ready uh, for the next, you know, next road trip. So well, uh, everything's good. It's a long one, uh, the uh, the Boone uh, Conway trip. But I want to take a look back, Coach, before we get going. Um, last Thursday night, a rematch uh, of the Sun Belt Conference Championship game, 
a game that you guys won 92-83, but there were some free throws late, right? It was it was a good game uh, start to finish. And, man, I, a lot of places we could we could point to. But my question is, what what do you think the biggest key to that victory was? What what helped you guys the most procure that W? I think the uh, turnovers, man. We kept it down to 10. You know, we talked about it before the game that if we could keep it around 9 or 10, that we would, uh, you know, we could keep their score down some, you know. And I think, you know, that's what they, they, they rely on a lot of turnovers for scores and stuff. And, you know, I thought that was a big thing for us. You know, even though they scored 10 points off of our turnovers, I mean, they usually get more than that. So I think that was a big thing, you know. Uh, and then, you know, us shooting the ball fairly well. But, uh, you know, you still got to keep the turnovers down. And, you know, we were still out-rebounding. But I thought we did a pretty good job at certain times to, to keep them on the off the boards and and kind of frustrate them a little bit. And y'all, you are also great at uh, if the free throw line, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, they're, they're free throws. You always want to hit them. Obviously, you want to be efficient there. But late in the game, when a team's trying to get back into it, flip the scoreboard. Uh, from a free throw sta- uh, free throw shooting standpoint, are you satisfied with how your team's done it so far this season? You know, it's funny how it happened on Thursday. We, you know, we shot 82%. We had been shooting around, right around 70, so we were improving some. But I always say it depends who shoots them, you know. It's not, it's not always the same people True. shooting them, you know. And uh, on a Thursday night, you know, with uh, with D. Rice and, and uh, Ty Doucette, you know, they just knocked down free throws. But then on, on Saturday night, it, it was a – it was completely different. You know, we missed 10 free throws, you know, and that's that we, we shot right at 56% from the free throw line. So it changes every game depending on who's shooting them and, you know, and how they're feeling about how they're shooting them and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think you got to, you know, if you can shoot over 70%, you know, you, and I think you need to, especially on the road, uh, it really helps. But, uh, yeah, free throw shooting, you know, you can get fouled all you want. If you're not making free throws, it don't count. You know, you got you to gotta be able to make them. And we're a pretty good free throw, free throw shooting team, depending on, you know, for the for the most part, the, the starters are, you know. So uh, we do a pretty good job at that. It's funny you bring it up, Coach. It's like when you win a game against Troy, you point to it. You won against South Al, even though you missed 10, and I'm not focusing in on it as much because cause you won. It, it's, it's almost like I'm guilty of it, right? When a team loses a close game, free throws or turnovers are usually the first things I look at. When you win – you know, I'm I'm not looking at that, but there you are. You're the coach, right? You talk about the win against Troy. You're talking about, well, you know, we, we didn't turn it over that much. And then you talk about a win on Saturday, like, well, we still got to hit our free throws. So that's why you're coaching, and I'm, I'm sitting on this side of the mic. The, uh, the, the, the win on the road, though, um, from a, a, a rebounding standpoint, right, controlling the glass, um, Second chance points off of that. It felt like, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about your distant cousin, Ty Doucette, in a minute. But just as a team, <laughs> you guys really um, seemed to zone in on the boards. And, and, and I felt like it proved to be a big difference maker in that. You know, we, uh, you know, we do something a little different than maybe a lot of people do is on the offensive side. Once we shoot the ball, we usually send two or three people back. So we're only rebounding on the offensive side with two people. But we've been on them pretty hard, uh, you know, with Ty and, uh, Tamara Johnson and, you know, Kyron and all them to be more aggressive on the offensive side. And I think it paid off in that game. You know, we, we did, we offensive rebound 
really well. I mean, Todd Doucette had nine offensive rebounds. So, I mean, that creates a lot of second-chance points for us, which we normally don't get. We're not one of the – actually, in the league, we're probably last in the league in offensive rebounding. So, we're focusing a little bit more on it, making them understand – uh, that's a, that's an offensive opportunity for you, you know, not for everyone, but for, for her, you know, for our hybrids, we call. So I thought Ty, I mean, she had 18, well, no, 16 rebounds and, uh, or 18 rebounds, I'm yeah. sorry, 16 to 18 rebounds. And she, uh, she had nine offense. That's huge. I mean, she, she, a lot of times she'll get one or two, you know, and I thought that was a big part, especially the second half. I thought we got, got a lot more aggressive. You know, we went into the, the first half against South Al shooting only two free throws the first half. And then, the second half, we shoot 21, you know, even though we missed 10, you know. So those opportunities are there. You just got to make sure that you, you take them. But, uh, yeah, I thought Ty had a heck of a game, especially the second half. You know, they, they couldn't stop her. And, you know, we were uh, we were really focused on trying to get her the ball. So, you know, good things. And, you know, with Troy, you know, you, you just never know. You know, you got to keep the tempo down. And, you know, D-Rice does such a good job for us. And I think that was a big part of us able against somebody like uh, Troy. Destiny Rice, we've talked about her before, Coach. She seems to be um, – she's never in a big moment. She never wavers. Uh, not to say that when it's, you know, say not a big moment, if you will, that she's she's not doing much. But she comes across to me as somebody that, that likes to embrace the big moments. You know, with some players, you got to kind of get them up don't overthink it. Don't put too much pressure on them. With other players, you don't have to tell them anything. If it's a big moment or a crucial moment, they're just – they kind of live for that. I, I, From the outside, just watching and listening to the games, I get that sense about her, but you could speak more to that. Is she someone that just enjoys the big moments, or is she just like that all the time, regardless of the moment? You know, I, I think you're right. You know, she, she really lives up for – I mean, she's ready for the big moments, but she's, she's very consistent in what she does. Her work ethic. She she reminds me. I'm not you know Levi Lewis. I mean, I know how great he is and all that. I, don't, I mean, I guess I don't want to put you know compare him, but I'm kind of am for us. She's our Levi Lewis. She really is. You know, she's uh, she's got the, the experience. She's got the her knowledge in which she studies the game so much. Watching film with Coach Val and just everything that they do together creates us a better team. But she reminds me of that. And the big moments, she's always ready. But, you know, even for the small moments, you know, I think that's what the big thing about her leadership is. Everybody looks at her, and, I mean, we, it doesn't make a difference who we play. She's ready to go, and she's focused, and she's trying to get everybody on the same page. And I found that about just watching from the outside of Levi Lewis. You could tell that's what he, his intangibles was so important to the to the football team. And that's what Rice is bringing, man. She's bringing those, all those small things that maybe – the people in the stands can't see you. You saw them, but you know it's hard to see those things and how important they are. Yeah, she, her, and Levi are both just—they're—they're they're very intelligent as well. You know, Levi was a great student. I know uh, with Destiny, I think I, I think I remember reading this off the top of my head. She was like top five in her graduating class in high school, maybe like a National Honor Society. So she's very smart. Um, what I, I know, she spent at Alabama. What's the story? How did she end up? at UL and um, just kind of take us through that process of how she became to be a Cajun. You know, when she was on her way to Alabama on a recruiting trip, I was on the phone. Uh, she was driving with her parents to Alabama and I'm like, Hey, make sure you give us a chance. She had never really visited us yet. And make sure you give us a chance on a visit. And we didn't get one. <laughs> she went and 
I guess Nick Saban grabbed her and that was, it was over with, but she went and played there for two years. And, uh, you know, I think maybe just the system didn't fit her as much, you know, she played some, especially her second year. And, uh, you know, she started to think, thinking about transferring and, uh, uh, Jasmine Thomas is from the same high school as she is. And Jasmine gave me a call right away and said, you know, Hey, you know, uh, D rice is, is thinking about transferring and, so well, we'll watch for her when she gets in the portal. We got a hold of her and just brought her in on a visit, and you know we recruited her again, and and uh, were able to to get her. You know her coach Ricky uh, at Narcado was really for us. He he saw the system fit her, and I'm gonna tell you this kid is so happy and enjoyable. It's so much fun to coach her. You know it's fun when a kid comes in and fits in perfect. She's a perfect fit. Not only just in winning, the way we play and what she brings to the table. So that's kind of how it ended up. You know, Jasmine, Jasmine after the uh, Troy game, she texted me and said, man, Coach, great win. And I thanked her. I said, thank you for D-Rice. You know? you know, so when you get a kid that comes in place for you and can recruit for you, you know you're doing things right. So I really feel good about her and, and you know, just the people around her. And there's something about the North Caddo kids that they know how to win. I, I just don't know what it is. I just, they just know how to win. Coach, I'm glad you, you brought up the point about Jasmine. Like I often say in any college sport uh, and to an extent professional, but you know, it's, it's a business, but really in college, your best recruiters are your alums, like from within the program, like not, not, not to take away from the significance of what you and, and everyone on your staff does recruiting wise, but when you have a former player that's doing it, they're not, it's not their job, right? It may be best is too strong of a word, but it's like that tells you everything you need to know about a program. How does a player that played in the program speak about it, right? And when they're, when they're out there singing your praises and talking about it being life-changing and everything else, that, that plays, that attracts players to say, you know what, I want, I want to experience that. Yeah. I mean, you just look at Tony Robichaud's program and man, just the the number. I mean, I have a few alumni. He's got thousands of alumni that just all believed in what he was doing. And I mean, that to me, that's the best recruiting tool you could ever have. That's why it's a a great, it's a a best uh, life tool. You know, in my life, we're supposed to be uh, here taking care of kids and making sure that they're growing as people and all that. And when you have a kid like Jasmine Thomas, just, just, you know, gets on top of the mountain and sings our praises. It's, it's awesome. It's a great feel. It's what we're supposed to do. It's not what we have to do. It's what we want to do. So I think that's a big thing, too. You know, and then the, and the kids that are here, you know, when they come in, a uh, recruit comes in and they got to see what our team's all about, too, you know, what type of kids we have and all that. They're great recruiters, too. But, you know, to have some, some great alumni that have played for us in the last nine years is awesome, you know, and, and they believe, you know, it's a, my thing is, when they come in, it's kind of a question. And when they leave, and they really believe in what we're doing and, and the direction we're going. So it's awesome. It's, it's a great feeling. Rage Cage women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead has been our guest. Louisiana 11-3 and three on the season. The defending regular season Sunbelt Conference champs hitting the road. Uh, they won on Saturday Mobile. Came back to Lafayette. Uh, they'll be getting on a flight soon to uh, North Carolina. They play App State uh, Thursday. Five o'clock tip, 
445 pregame. You can hear it right here on ESPN Lafayette, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM, and, of course, streaming worldwide. And then Saturday at 1 o'clock, 1245 from Conway as Louisiana takes on Coastal Carolina. We'll have that for you as well from Learfield. Coach, I appreciate the time, man. Uh, Best of luck on this road trip. Safe travels, and let's chat again next week. Sounds great. Thanks, Scott. Go Cajuns. Good stuff from Coach Broadhead. Appreciate him joining me. Coach Marlin will be on the show tomorrow, uh, as will our old buddy James Butler. And um, Nick Underhill schedules to join me tomorrow as well. There are some rumors out there surrounding Sean Payton's future, which we will get into, among other things. Jay Walker is scheduled to join me next hour today. He'll be in studio. Ali Cassell coming up in eight minutes. All right. The Cowboys. Something I've said about the Cowboys for a long time. There are a number of rumors out there about Peyton. One is that he may retire for a year. Every year this time, things pick up that Dallas should make a play at him. I've always said, I don't know if Sean Peyton will coach the Saints forever, but I don't think he'll coach the Cowboys as long as Jerry Jones is the owner. Sean Payton likes control. Sean Payton likes autonomy. Sean Payton likes to be the guy calling all the shots. Jerry's the guy that's always calling all the shots. You know, had a lot of success early, right out the gate, won some Super Bowls. And since then, you know, in the last 26 years, they've, you know, they haven't won as many playoff games as Mark Sanchez did in his career. And that's the disheartening thing because you can talk about playoff collapses. You could talk about Mike McCarthy. You could talk about same old song and dance. Jerry Jones runs the Cowboys like a mom and pop shop, and he is the mom and he is the pop. Same comedy of errors. Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy, different players, same result. What is the constant. The guy who runs the organization. That's it. Yes, heavy heavy deficiencies. Coaching, clock management, penalties, just poor decisions and really important moments. But what is the constant? That's got to be the most disheartening thing if you're a Dallas fan. And every time you think it's going to be different this time, things will certainly change now. What did Norm Locke say in August? Man, Jerry's really right and all his wrongs. It's different now. Kept telling him, yeah, Mike McCarthy, that was the hire. That's where he went with it. Until that changes, I'm not saying the Cowboys will be bad. They're going to have some good teams. They're going to have some bad teams. They're going to have seasons. They're always going to be hyped up. They're going to have seasons where they win games, win the division. And then they're going to disappoint in the playoffs. And that's going to continue to happen as long as Jerry is running the show. Facts. The New Orleans Pelicans dropped game yesterday at Boston. Seems like they have their coach together. Finally, in Willie Green. Can Brandon Ingram make an all-star team on a team that's that far below five hundred? We'll ask Ali Cassell those questions and more. 
Pelicans insider Ollie joins me next in Jay Walker in studio at 8. Don't go anywhere. This is The Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Need a job? We've got them. Lofton Staffing Services has immediate openings for security guards, warehouse workers, order pickers and fillers, landscapers and groundskeepers, shipping clerks, general laborers, and logistics coordinators. These are great paying positions, working for great companies. You can work full-time or part-time. There's no fee, and at Lofton, you get paid the week you work. Call Lofton Staffing Services right now at 269-0500. That's 269-0500. Lofton Staffing Services. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. Have you ever cooked a really fine gourmet meal? Yeah, me neither. (laughs) But I'm told it all comes down to the ingredients. And when I need ingredients to improve my car, the place I go is eBay Motors. Whether you roasted your last transmission, graded your current floor mats, or pureed your side view mirror on a lamppost, eBay Motors has the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. And by the way, if you recently fired up your grill, don't worry, eBay Motors has grills too. eBay Motors. Let's ride. You and your phone have been through a lot this past year. It's been your lifeline to the world. And now some big wireless company is telling you you got to buy a new phone from them and sign their contract? They don't control you. With TrackPhone Wireless, you can keep the phone, number, and network you already have. Already got a 5G phone? Keep that too. Because TrackPhone runs on America's best networks now with 5G nationwide. Plus, we've got unlimited talk and text smartphone plans starting at just 20 bucks. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. 5G nationwide access requires a 5G-capable device. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code WIN for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code WIN for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code WIN. Your local Staples is saying thanks in a big way. Right now, earn a $30 Staples store bonus when you spend $100 in store. Get custom printing or signage for your business, earn a $30 bonus. Get the latest tech, earn a $30 bonus. Get supplies for your classroom, earn a $30 bonus. It's that easy. Set yourself up for success in the new year by exploring what's new at Staples, the working and learning store. Limit one ends 122. Rewards members only. Bonus must be redeemed in store. See staplesconnect.com slash store bonus for details. Want better skin from your body wash? Try Olay Body Wash infused with skincare super ingredient collagen. Olay Body Wash with collagen hydrates to renew skin surface cells, improving skin three times better versus the leading body wash to transform skin from dry and dull to firm and radiant. So I can step into my day feeling fearless in my skin. And now try new Olay Body Lotion, which hydrates for healthier looking skin that improves over time. Olay Body deep breaths. Mai's virtual meditation studio has never been busier. Imagine not working. They need a remote assistant to realign their scheduling. Blank calendar. Sorry, back to your breath. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. 
Indeed you do. Make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates right from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. Into the great Scott Show. ZSPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. Joining me now, friend of the program, friend of mine, editor in chief of the Bird Rights, covering the Pelicans for SB Nation, has been doing so for years. Co host of the Bird Calls in O podcast. Ali Cassell joins us now. Good morning, Ali. What's going on? What, what year is this covering the franchise for you? Good morning, Scott. Uh, I started my first thing I th- article I think I wrote was way back in 2009 slash 10. So it's been quite a while. <laughs> Man, oh nine. Let me think. So that was, yeah, that was the year where Paul missed a bunch of time, and then so you had Darren Collison and Marcus Thornton getting big minutes. That was uh, that was. I remember that season. Exactly. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs. Day. They made three times in four years. That was the uh, the off year there. But I, I remember that season well. Yeah, and Scott, you remember that year? Everybody was still excited because of the two guys you mentioned, right? I mean, my goodness, Marcus Thornton had everybody captivated. And Darren Collison, dimes. So I, if I remember, I was dimes and buckets was the phrase everybody was using. Yeah, Marcus could score like, uh, I mean, he was the bucket. It was some of the other things he didn't, I guess, um you know, assimilate to in terms of the NBA game, but got a nice contract with Sacramento, man, and uh, and made a nice living there. And Darren, I mean, he it, he might if he he's very devoted to his faith. Uh, I think what mm-hmm. LDS, and uh, had he had he not done that, he probably still is good enough to be playing in the league. So, you know, that was one of those years where you looked at it and you're like, man, they they did pretty good in the draft here um, for the Pels. I don't know what's happening with Trey Murphy, but if you want to look at, you know, if you want to have a, a debate as to what the brightest thing has been, the brightest spot on Pelicans this year, well, you could look to, you know, Brandon Ingram's play. You could look to my guy, Josh Hart. You could also look to Herb Jones. I mean, they got that guy in the second round, and Ollie, he's looking more and more like a, a cornerstone piece. I'm not talking franchise player by any stretch, but a cornerstone, a cornerstone, a key piece to this franchise moving forward here over the next five years to the next decade, possibly. And isn't that crazy to say? You've already mentioned the fact that he was drafted in the second round, and we're only halfway through his rookie season. But between game one and then now, it's incredible the amount of improvement that we've seen, right? Pretty much from the first day, he was a very good defender. Um, and he's only gotten better since, right? Learning the league, knowing guys' tendencies and stuff. But it's the offense that has really surprised, I think, myself and a lot of others. Because now, you know, his jump shot not only looks good, but it's going in, right? I mean, he's starting to make a lot more threes than most of the guys on the team. And steadily, every month, his numbers have been going up, right? If you just look at points, um, you look at true shooting percentage, right? His efficiency on 
whether they're shooting uh, two-point shots near the rim, three-pointers, and free throws. I mean, the guy's he's, he's been incredible on the scene. I think you're right. You don't call him a franchise player, but when you think long-term, he's exactly the type of piece you want next to Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson because their biggest deficiencies is defense, and he seems to be able to fit well into any scenario because he can do everything on the court, right? A little passing, a little dribbling, uh, drives, and now apparently some shooting. Ali Gassell, our guest. So um, when are they going to start selling his jerseys at the team store? Because I have a bet with somebody, and I need them to start selling those before this month ends. Oh, my goodness. I know. Everybody's been clamoring for him. But according to the Pelicans, it should be in soon. That's the, that's the latest word I've heard. I, that's that's what they keep so. telling me, too. Just make it by the 31st <laughs> so I can get my free breakfast from uh, one Norman Locke. Uh, let's talk about Isn't this Isn't it amazing, team. Scott, that they haven't gotten them in yet? <laughs> I know. What's the holdup, man? Just throw them up in the store. Uh, how hard can it be? Ali, um, this uh, this team, uh, you know, they've dropped the last two uh, to Brooklyn uh, and then to Boston yesterday. Second half, certainly yesterday, was, was very disappointing. You know, prior to that, you'd won three or four. It's this This team feels like in a place now when you look at how they've been playing where – they're beating the teams they seem to be, I guess you would say, comparable to, right? But the better teams on their schedule, you know, they're, they're not putting it together. Um, now, that's kind of, I guess, a change from what it was certainly last year where every now and then they just beat a really good team and then they just completely sink against some of the worst in the league. I guess my point is sort of you want to have something sustainable. You want to have something that, that is something you can move forward with. And this team right now, I don't, I don't know if they're in the playoffs or not, but the fact that they're going to be in the mix for it, if Ingram stays healthy after starting the season, one in, what, 13 or one in 12, that is, um, I, I think that tells you, despite the last two games, that the arrow, in my mind, seems to be pointing up right now for this team. In your mind, what is the biggest reason why that arrow is pointing up? The main reason is that Willie Green's getting enough contributions from his rotation. Um, the fact that he finally figured out a good starting lineup, right? When Zion Williamson wasn't able to play, that really threw a monkey wrench because obviously you're going to build everything around the guy. And there's an expectation, at least for a while, that there'd be a chance that he'd you know, be playing, if not the first day, right, even though he claimed he would, but that he'd be back within a couple of weeks or so. But that all quickly changed, and so they had to pivot. But more importantly, they didn't know exactly how because these guys had never played together, right? So they looked like a complete train wreck in preseason. And then in the first couple of weeks of the season, obviously leading that 1-12 in record out of the gates. But then they started figuring each other out. And, and Brandon Ingram even said early, we've got to figure out each other's tendencies. So it wasn't a surprise. But it was a lot more growing pains than anybody expected. But either way, that starting lineup really solidified things for the Pelicans because you got the best of both worlds, right? You got some outside shooting, you got some defending, and then you have the big stability of Jonas Valanciunas in the middle. So that really worked out. So the Pelicans started getting off to really good starts. And then same thing with the bench. They weren't very good to begin the season either. And they still have their ups and downs. But like I said, for the most part, Willie can count on six or seven guys, and that's something you couldn't say um, during the first month where maybe one or two guys were showing up on every night. Jonas Valanciunas and pretty much B.I. until he got hurt. Ali, you mentioned Willie Green. I, I feel like 
a big reason. There's a number of reasons the franchise seems to be either stuck in neutral or moving backwards. Uh, since David Griffin took over with a lot of promise, and then it just it hasn't been met, and that is coaches, right? You're on your third coach in a number of years, and I've said there were some moments where the team was was playing for Alvin, but it never felt like it was a it just it was never consistent, right? You had to go back to Monty Williams for the last time. It felt like a roster sort of totally just bought in to mm-hmm. to their head coach. Willie's done that, and he's only in his first year. But this team, you hear Josh Hart on Reddick's podcast. You hear the guys talk about, um, you know, Willie, and it's not lip service, right? Because they're not just saying, oh, it's fine, it's whatever. You know, we just got to play better. It's detailed descriptions of what he has brought to the table and helped each of their games. See the team playing for one another. Playoffs are not. The reason that I'm I'm more optimistic about the team than I have been probably since, I guess, the very beginning of, of last season uh, um, and and from there on out, I was kind of just feeling down. With the exception of Zion's run last year, we played great. I, I I just it's Willie that has me excited about this. And I I've said consistently, I don't think Zion's going to play this year. And I don't know if you've changed your tune on that. But this year and beyond, I'm just glad they finally seem to have the coaching part of it figured out because that's something that's been escaping them now for a number of years. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, last year, the, the locker room just did not connect with Stan. In fact, started moving further apart um, as the season wore on because I'd heard the stories, and it wasn't just Brandon Ingram who was the main one that was mentioned in the media. It was, it was most of the players, honestly, at one time or another, started having some kind of issue with the way Stan operated. Um, and, and you're right, going back to even Alvin, um, his last year here especially, it, things didn't work out, even though he was trying to – um, you know, trying to groom a bunch of rookies and fresh faces from the Los Angeles Lakers with that Anthony Davis trade. But it was too much of a free-flowing system for those guys. And I won't forget J.J. Reddick's comment in training camp to where he said he's never even played in a system this free in his entire life. And this is a heck of a vet talking who's played on a lot of veteran teams leading up to his year, first year with the Pelicans. So, no, none of, none of the guys never felt right. Um, I know there was that good, decent run with Alvin, but for the most part, no. Consistently, the message wasn't getting through, it seemed like, to the players and vice versa since going back to the days of Monty Williams. And, yeah, Willie Green's not only done that, but I think he's even exceeded that. I mean, who expects a first-year rookie head coach in this league to not make any mistakes? And I feel like that's what we've seen. On top of all these solid relationships and understandings, and uh, two-way communication lines he's got going on with the players, front office, you name it. It's the fact that he, his in-game adjustments and just strategies in general have been so on point. I mean, last year, recall Stan Van Gundy, the loss to the Indiana Pacers in that first month where, boy, if somebody had just figured out to call a timeout, they would have walked away with a win instead of a loss. We haven't seen anything of the sort from Willie. So he's been, like I say, he's been better than as, uh, as advertised to me. And this guy is going to be here, you feel like, for the long term. I mean, they really finally nailed a good coaching hire here in this town for sure. All right, last question for you, Al. We appreciate the time. Um, Does Zion play this year or not, and does it impact your prediction as to whether this team will be 10 or better? No, I'm with you, Scott. I changed my tune once we kind of heard about the news uh, a month ago when not only he got a shot, but then now he was going up to Portland. So the fact he's away from the team – 
and there's still a complete question mark on whether that bone's going to heal or not. And then, boy, even if it does, imagine all the time it's going to take for him to ramp up. You've got a side on a um, side of caution, actually, with the way how this Pelicans franchise has been with him in terms of putting him on the court uh, following an injury. So, no, I don't, I don't have any more expectations of seeing him. And I don't think the team does either by some of their latest comments too, as well. Um, so as far as the playoffs, they're going to have to do it on their own, the playing tournament. And I feel like when you look at the race, they're two and a half games out currently, right, behind Portland Trailblazers. There's still a chance. But if you're more than 50-50, I'd be surprised because there's a lot of teams between the Pelicans, right, and the guys uh, in, or who's up above them. So they would have to play awfully well. And as we've seen, they win three or four, but then they'll lose like two or three or something like that. So they've been exactly 500 since they started playing better ball uh, in the middle of November. And that's not going to get it done. They're going to have to play above it. And you just don't think it's going to happen unless some kind of trade comes through. That's Ali Gassell. Give him a follow on Twitter at O-L-E-H-K-O-S-E-L. Ali Gassell, check out thebirdrights.com. Always appreciate the time, my friend. We'll talk again soon, all right? Absolutely. Take care, Scott. You got it. That is Ali Cassell. Up next, we've got Jay Walker in studio. Do a little TTT. Talk some Cajuns, NFL playoffs. It's all coming your way right after this. On Where media station? ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the uh, 8 o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show on a Tuesday. I'm here on a Tuesday. That's an exciting thing. So am I. <laughs> well, that's, a minute. That's why I'm here on a Tuesday, because you're here on a Tuesday. That is Jay Walker. We're happy to have you here, Jay, for the uh, 8 o'clock hour. I know we are uh, in the thick of the NFL playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. Basketball. But the Diamond Sports are... Uh, They're here. They're here, Bubba. Softball first here, pitch, Bubba. 24 days away. Baseball first pitch, 31 days away. Yep, 31 sleeps to go. 24 sleeps to go. Where 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 is your excitement level for uh, the Cajuns? I I look my I'm very excited for spring sports. You know I'm I'm very curious for both for both teams because Jerry's got a lot of new players and a lot of them are freshmen. You know this is not one year where he's just gone out and got a load of transfers. This is the the that that first class that he was recruiting because in softball you start recruiting like really early you get commitments really early and unlike a lot of other sports usually when you get a commitment they 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 live through uh, they honor it and so he's got a lot of freshmen on this team a lot of talent very curious to see what happens with that baseball I have seen I, I went to some inner squads. I went to the uh, uh, scrimmage against Northwestern State, and I went to the scrimmage against LSU. And I will say this, and I will say it unabashedly, this is the most athletic team they've had since 2014. 
They are loaded with athleticism. And there's a ton of competition out there because this is going to be a very deep team offensively. Now, I got questions about the pitching. Uh, There's no Connor Cook or Spencer Arigetti out there. But um, I do think that they have some talent there. They just have to figure out where to put the, how to put the pieces together, figure out who's the starter, who's the middle guy, who's the relief guy. They need to figure that out, and they will during the, during the spring practice. But, man, I'll tell you, this team's going to score runs, Scott. They're going to steal bases. They're going to run balls down in the outfield. They're going to be, I think, very solid defensively. Um, and they're going to hit one through nine. And they open the season hosting the number fourteen team in the country. Oh, look this 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 <clears throat> this non conference schedule is just brutal to start the season. Three with UCI, number fourteen in the country. UC Irvine. Then you got Stanford, Indiana, and Arkansas in Austin. Yeah, in the Round Rock Classic. Then you come home. Southern Miss is nationally ranked, and then you got three with the University of Houston. So it is an absolutely <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Non-conference. And then, of course, in the meantime, you know, you go Southeastern, you go to Louisiana Tech, you got, you know, you got the, the, the usual suspects in the midweek, and they're all good teams. So um, they're going to they're gonna get thrown in the fire early. I think that's exactly the way that Matt wants it. And it's going to be, um, it's, it's going to be really, really interesting. But I really liked what I saw out of the hitters in the fall. And, you know, I think that there are only a couple of positions that you can say are locked down. Kyle DeBard's going to start at shortstop. He's going to be a star. He's a freshman. Um, I think that Rockefort moves into first base. I, I, I think that one's pretty much decided. I think uh, um, the transfer from Texas Tech is going to start in center field and hit leadoff. And Julian Brock is going to catch. Those things we know. Now, there's going to be competition at the other positions. And just because you don't start on opening day doesn't mean you're not going to start because he's got he's got a glut of talent in the outfield. He's got depth in the middle infield, especially at second base, because DeBarge is going to play short. I think uh, the question is, are they going to bring Tyler Robertson back into third base? Because the guy that they played at third during the fall, Torres Labrum, he's done. Um, but I... Uh, if you don't have your season tickets yet, you need to get them because this team's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So your biggest question is pitching right now? Yeah. yeah. Starting, bullpen, middle well, relief? I, you like, know, well, see, here's the, here's the thing, okay? You go out there this fall and you watch these guys. You see that there's some talent, but you don't see anybody pitch more than an inning at a time. So it's, it's hard to make any kind of judgment. If I had to guess, I would guess that Drew Shiflett, the um, – the guy from uh, tra- transfer from Texas probably has the inside track to be the Friday guy. They love the progress Chipper Menard has made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chipper's got great stuff. He he had trouble harnessing it at times last year. But but I think that they say that he's made very good strides, so he could be on the weekend as well. Hayden Dirk, if he harnesses his stuff, could be on the weekend. But you know what you need on Sunday more than anything else? You need a guy who throws strikes because there's a good chance that the other team's not going to have one. And I think what they would love to see 
is Brandon Talley step up and win that Sunday job? I don't know if he's going to or not. If not, he'll be at the back of the bullpen with Jacob Schultz. But I think they'd love it if Talley would win the Sunday job because that dude's going to come out and throw strikes, not going to walk people. Yeah. Um, you know, Peyton Havard, who we, you know, we'd see him go out to the mound last year and we kind of chuckle because he was six feet tall, 255 pounds. Big boy. He's lost 30 pounds. Um, I think he's in the mix maybe as a as a, a midweek starter. Um we know that Jacob Schultz is going to be at the back of the bullpen. Dirk could be at the back of the bullpen, possibly, especially if Tally steps forward and wins that Sunday job. Uh, but they still got a lot of questions to be answered there. Um, as far as one through nine in the lineup, the only questions are, which good hitter are you going to put in today? Because they got, they got plenty of guys that can swing the bat. Three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Phone lines are open. Let's uh, head to them right now. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. What's happening, Joe? Yeah, sounds like you've been spending some time out at the ballpark. Well, you know, not not since the kids got back to school, but uh, I spent a lot of time there this fall. Yeah. Good, uh, good. Uh, never can have too many hitters on the ball club. Oh, never I agree. Have too many. I, I agree. But, and arms, we need arms just to pitch. I hate to change topics, but I saw something this morning, and maybe if anybody can explain it to me, I know you can. The Sun Belt Conference is rethinking the cancellation slash we will try to play conference basketball games, but they will not count in league standings. I, I have not. I, I, you're, you're catching me by surprise, Jones. I, I, I've not seen that. Okay. Okay. I saw that this morning. It, it was on the uh, Kate and Advocate in the wrap-up of an article on UL basketball okay, and their struggles with COVID and uh, cancellations, et cetera. But that caught me by surprise. It's like we're going to take two steps forward, but we'll take three back. So, well, uh, hey, good topic. Maybe you want to investigate that and enjoy hearing you on the radio along with Scott. Y'all keep up the good work, guys. Thank you. He's talking about um, thinking article foot wrote. Mm-hmm. The the exact to, to to quote foot exactly what it was was the Sun Belt Conference is exploring the idea of making up some of the canceled games. Oh, okay. Even though they wouldn't count in the league standings, okay, that's that, what he's saying. Okay. Now that is something that makes absolutely no sense to me. It, it, Right. He's saying the the well the purpose the purpose of it would be to avoid any teams not being able to have postseason opportunities because of losing out on too many games. Okay, but if they're not going to count in the standings, do they really exist? Are they going to count as non conference games? That, that's what that's what I that's how I take it, yes. Okay. They wouldn't count in the league standings, so they would just count as games played, which I guess is there a minimum you need to have to be able to play in some postseason tournaments? That's how I read that whole thing. I, I don't... Bob said, and I, I, I'll have Coach Marlin on tomorrow. I'll ask him about it, but he said there's still a lot of confusion going on with that. I'm sure there are. He Coach Broad, Broadhead, who was on me last hour, said, look, if they play, they're they're good for the conference tournament. And if they get in the conference tournament, then they're able to play in the NCAA tournament. Um, well, everybody was going to play anyway. Yeah. 
it was if you didn't meet the threshold, you, you were, were going to be seated at the bottom. Correct. You're standing. You just you wouldn't be seated. You just from the bottom up, basically. Yeah, I I, I need I need an explanation on that. It's odd. It's odd. Let's head back to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing this morning? We're good. <laughs> Mr. Walker, can, uh, I'm going to hang up and listen. Can you give me like a little rundown on the uh, the true freshmen that are coming in that you saw that might be uh, might be good and uh, a, a couple of things on uh, the two transfers from Texas Tech and Texas? Uh, y'all have a good morning. All right. Well, you know, first of all, there, there's only there's only one freshman that stands out, okay? And and um, that's that's Kyle DeBarge. He's going to start at shortstop. Uh, he's going to hit in a three hole, and you know he's uh, he's from Kinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just like Blake Trahan, not a big kid. He's five nine, but he went to Barb High School. Okay, played for for Glenn uh, Chikini there, and 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 look, the kid can play. Uh, he's he's ready. He's the real deal. Um, that's the one freshman that I think is is going to. Now I don't remember what the second question was. The the transfers from Texas and uh, Texas Tech. You know the the look. One of them is is going to hit leadoff. Okay. Um, and and I'm going to say his name wrong, Maruzek, but I'm but that's not how you pronounce it. He's going to hit leadoff and he's going to play center field. And Shiflet has the inside track to be the Friday night guy. So, that's pretty good. Shiflet, the uh, the pitcher transfer from Texas. I think he's from Nacogdoches originally. But um, if he's got that track, then what you're saying is you're expecting impacts. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the dude from Texas Tech can play now. He can play, and he can run, and he can run down balls in the outfield. I mean, he's, he's a seriously good center fielder. And if he's going to hit leadoff, that means that they expect him to hit and get on base. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Can really, can really run. What's your uh, what's your anticipation for softball? Expectation, rather. Well, you know, I I don't know, and 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 that's why I'm so intrigued by softball because you got a lot of freshmen. I think that. Um, I think pitching may have to carry him early, um, but but I, I, you know, when you have these other players that have come in as transfers, you say, well, you know, this one hit over here, this one was really good at this school, and this one was at. You got a lot of puppies out there this time. Now I think they're all very talented. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I I think they may have some growing pains early, um, and if that's the case, that's okay. I think that they need to figure out the, the the pitching thing because you know you know that you know that the big girl's going to come in and she's going to she's going to be real good, um, but you, you but you really need a second starter. You know Jerry's one of those people that said I'd like to have starters, middle relievers, and closers, kind of like they do in baseball, and and that's something that most folks don't see in softball. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of unknown. I think he's got plenty of talent. But there's there's a lot of unknowns there. And um we'll see. I you know, I'm very optimistic, but this is this is very different from any team that the Cajuns have put on the field under Jerry Glasgow.
Well, I think it. I think you. I think you nailed it. I agree with you on the unknown part. I think that's. You usually have an idea of the pitching since he's been running the program going into a season. Okay, this is this is probably what it's going to look like. Well, you know, part of what it's going to look like is you had Summer Ellison out there for four years, five years, six years, whatever it was. A long time. A long time. She was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get back to the phone lines. 337-269-1077. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hey, you guys don't mind. Can we go back to basketball for just a second? Sure. Okay, why was the two points taken away from the Cajuns in the second half? Because they uh, screwed up. I think they, were... they screwed up. It, it's very simple. They screwed up. They said that the foul occurred before the shot, but the whistle didn't blow until much later. And yeah, I forgot who made the basket. I was watching. It was. Uh, it, was um, um, it was. It um, was uh, Jordan that that made the basket. Um, okay, and. And the foul was away from the ball. It was a foul against Dew. And I really thought that they had a four-point opportunity coming. But they took, uh-huh. away, they took away the basket. And they said that it was, um, it was uh, an error that could not be reviewed or changed. And uh, so they, they messed up. They admitted they so messed up. They admitted up. they messed up but said yeah. we can't do anything about it. Correct. But can the, can the supervisor officials overrule that? No. Or was that when Coach Martin said supervisor officials said that he was he talking about the league office on Monday versus the game on Saturday? Correct. Um, you know, there's you know you can go ahead and, and and reprimand the officials, but the call was made, and and they certainly aren't going to go back and say okay you're going to get a do over. Right. Um, this, okay. you know, and and the the thing that was bad is it came right in the middle of that big run that Texas State made. Um, right. And so, they was like 5 nothing, 7 nothing at the time. I think about 7 nothing at the time, yeah. And, uh, no, it was, a, it was a brutal call. I will, I will say this, and, and, you know, I used to do this a lot earlier in my career, but I, I've kind of backed off on it. I will say this. That was as poor an officiated game as I've seen in a long time. And I, I honestly think that there were some calls in that game that were terrible that affected the outcome of the game, that one being at the top of the list. Well, it definitely affected the game. You get, of course, do miss the one-on-one, and who knows? Maybe he's a little more confident if Jordan's basket counts and we get a four-point play. There's no doubt in my mind that that was the outcome of the game. And I also think the weekend showed how much they missed Theo Akupa. Yep. You know, how well they've been playing on defense, especially stopping other teams three-pointers because they got a guy who can actually – Protect the middle. They gave up a higher three-point percentage, I think, in both games this weekend than they have over most of the year. So hopefully when he comes back on uh, Thursday night, of course, you never know who else might miss with this COVID stuff. Well, that's true. But but you know what? As it stands right now, now you've got a couple of guys who are no longer with the team. But of the guys who are eligible to play, Thursday may be the first time they have all of them in uniform this year. Knock on wood. Yeah, we thought that last week too. So let's hope it happens. And I also think not, not having Michael Thomas, and I was not a big Michael Thomas fan when they even when they recruited him, but he's been playing much better than I expected. I think not having him hurt the Saturday as Thursday and Saturday as well, because obviously that the AU is not ready to go for several minutes at a time. Maybe by the end of the season he will be. I I, I will. I, I'll, I'll say this: I don't think anybody would have helped him Thursday night the way they didn't guard people. Okay, that that was the, yeah. that was the worst defensive performance. I've seen by the Cajuns this year. Um, Agreed. But but Saturday... Saturday was the game you felt like they, they 
they, I mean, they lost by four. There were some at best questionable calls. That was a game you felt like that was the one that got away. And and that was the one that if you got if you've got Theo, you probably win that game. Okay. All right. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. All right. I mean, Hoiberg was just he had plenty of time to shoot a couple of those shots last Thursday in Arlington. I mean, they did cut it to six with like less than three to go, but. The and and they got out rebounded a good bit in that game and that happens when you don't have a coup. I get it, but they out rebounded Texas State. They did a lot of things in that game. You felt like this was one that that you was know, right there you for know, the taking. You know, it was crazy about the UTA game. They got out rebounded a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, second chance points were even. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. You got out rebounded by like ten or eleven, and your second chance points are, are even. Uh, they got South Alabama Thursday night at the Cajun Dome. Four straight scheduled right now for the Cajun Dome. Uh, all of them tipping off at 7 with uh, pregame at 6.30. Jay Walker, of course, has the call from Learfield. All of those games will be on News Talk 96.5 KPEL, and uh, a number of them will also be here on ESPN Lafayette with a simulcast when uh, the women's game either, uh, I know the women don't play on the 27th, and then some of their other games they tip off earlier in the day, talk to Coach Broadhead. Last hour, I'll have Coach Marlin on the show tomorrow, and uh, we'll certainly well, talk. Gary got a couple there. big wins this past week. They're good. I mean, man. those are big wins now. They're good. You know, they they you know Troy is so hard to to play because nobody plays like them. They take a lot of bad shots. They depend on getting a lot of offensive rebounds. They depend on getting to the free throw line, and they depend on beating you in transition. And they've got, you know, they got folks who can shoot the basketball on top of that. Very difficult to prepare for. And right now they're the gold standard in the Sun Belt. So, you know, you beat them. Well, that's that's pretty good. But now you got to go on the road and play South Alabama. And and I'm I'm going to say this. I found that the Saturday win over South Alabama was the was the most impressive win out of the two. Really. Because you've just beaten the league standard, okay? You're feeling real good, maybe too good. And now you got to go on the road and play. And South Alabama is not a bad basketball team. And you wind up falling behind. And then you have Ty Doucette say, uh, excuse me, I'm the best player in this league. Give me the basketball. Back-to-back double-doubles, uh, crush it on the boards. And as Gary was explaining... You know, a lot of teams, they'll all crash the, crush, uh, crash the boards. But on offense, he only wants to send one or two. And he wants to send three back. And when one of those two are tie, sometimes it's second chance points, putbacks. But whenever, when you've got a player of her caliber that can do what she does. And she moved into sixth place all time in, in, in school history and scoring as well yeah. over the weekend. So No, she's had a great career and that was as good a game as she's had in her career, I think. Um, but those were two very impressive wins to me. But I think the one on the road might have impressed me more, given the fact they were coming off the high of having beaten, um, Troy, beaten Troy. You know. And then, you know, you got to, then the next day you got to travel and then get ready to play another game. Very impressed with that win over South. They've got uh, two road games this week. They are traveling today. Uh, 
Game tomorrow night at App State, 5 p.m. Central tip, 4.45 pregame on Saturday, 1 o'clock tip from Conway against Coastal, 12.45 pregame on our airwaves, ESPN Lafayette. Ian Ozan has the call from Learfield. You talk about getting up for a game. Yeah. Is that like how you get – is that when you leave after Terrible Tune Tuesday, do you just have to guard against the letdown? Absolutely. Just the high of getting up for TTT. That is ac- absolutely correct. You're looking for Jay to call a game right after doing Terrible Tune Tuesday. He's going to be off his game. I am. There's no that there, there, there. You are absolutely correct. <sighs> boom, boom, boom. Now let me hear you say, "Wahoo, When we come back, it's terrible. Tune Tuesday on ESPN 1420, ESPN Lafayette, the greatest ticket in sports. If you want to be part of a family and not just get a job, PCMS is perfect for you. PCMS, Professional Cleaning and Maintenance Services. Shayla Lang oversees recruitment. Shayla, what kind of opportunities do you have? So whether they're looking for part-time work or full-time, we have opportunities for them. Now those opportunities aren't just in Lafayette. No, definitely not just a Lafayette thing. We serve all of Acadiana, so there's definitely a place for you wherever you live. Now Shayla, when someone joins the PCMS team, you're going to teach them everything they need to know about the PCMS way. We show them how to clean, what tools to use, as well as our PCMS protocol. We like to set each employee up for success as best as we can. How do you apply? To apply with PCMS, you can head over to our website. It's under the employment tab and it says apply now. Looks like your future just got a little brighter. PCMS using their proven cost-effective cleaning methods to give you the peace of mind your employees and customers need while protecting your bottom line. Find them online at PCMServe.com or call 330-8430. Count on the professional cleaning team at PCMServe.com. Jackson Hewitt needs you to know three things about filing taxes this year. One, there are thousands of dollars worth of new tax credits on the table. Two, you have to file for them to make sure you get the right amount. Three, a Jackson Hewitt tax pro will help track down every credit you deserve. Tax credits for being a parent, taking care of a parent, going to school, and so much more. You don't want to miss out on thousands. Jackson Hewitt knows that. Discover thousands in tax credits and get your biggest refund guaranteed. Learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. You and your phone have been through a lot this past year. It's been your lifeline to the world. And now some big wireless company is telling you you got to buy a new phone from them and sign their contract? They don't control you. With TrackPhone Wireless, you can keep the phone, number, and network you already have. Already got a 5G phone? Keep that too. Because TrackPhone runs on America's best networks now with 5G nationwide. Plus, we've got unlimited talk and text smartphone plans starting at just 20 bucks. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. 5G nationwide access requires a 5G-capable device, actual availability, Coverage and speed may vary. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. 
Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash hats for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash hats. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code WIN for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code WIN for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code WIN. Hey, this is Rich Eisen. You can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. I two eyes really good. The world. I two eyes good. Well, it's time for what's terrible. It, what's that guy's name? Uh, Tamar Sa, Tamir Sa, I believe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tahar, ta, Tahar Shah. I'm probably butchering it, but yes. Okay. Yeah. What's his name? His name is awesome. That's that's that, what that's what it. it is. And, and and since we're in South Louisiana, his last name is Shah. Shah. Tamar Shah. Shah, baby. Um, all right. Uh, I'll let you go first, Jake, because the computer here is uh, acting up, and I can't get my uh, my song together. So okay. you get to lead off as well. Well, you know, last week on Wonderland Wednesday, I played a song called Cry by Godly and Krem, which are uh, two guys that were in 10CC, and, and that was their, after the band broke up, they, they came out with that. Now, I had a few people... Text and say great song. You didn't like it. I, I know like a, a, it. a couple of other people that didn't like it either, and that's okay. But it was the guys at Ten CC, Godly and Krem, and that was a song they made after Ten CC broke up. Today we're going to do a song from before they became Ten CC. Godly and Krem were part of this group. Graham uh, Gould, Gould, Gouldman, who uh, you know wound up being like the lead singer of Ten CC. 
joined this group for a little while, but he wasn't on this particular track. So we're going to go back to 1970 today. You ready for this? 50 years ago. When they weren't Godly and Krem, they weren't 10CC, they were a group called Hot Legs out of Britain. This is Neanderthal Man on Terrible Tune Tuesday.
That was a hit? Uh, f- uh, no, a top five song in the UK, number 22 in the uh, United States. Hey, the, uh, sound like elevator music. <laughs> just just like background. Like no, It starts off, you're like, oh, this, this isn't a bad little hook to get started. And then that's all it was for four minutes. Uh-huh. That was awful. Made Made last week's song look like a masterpiece. Well, your song last week was supposed to be good. It was. It was on a Wednesday. Last week I chose a dance song, a really good one, because it was Wonderland Wednesday. Yeah, but it wasn't wasn't a one-hit wonder. You cheated. I only cheated because I told you that they had a few other hits. Um, this band did kind of similar in that they had uh, they were a dance group, and they had a few hits early on, and then they didn't have any more hits. I happen to think that their songs are terrible, but they are very much just a moment in time. We have played, I have played one of their songs on Terrible Tune Tuesday before. Their song, Boom, 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 which of course inspired. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me hear you say, Wayho! Wayho! That song was released as a single. In 99, this song, today's song, was released in 98. It comes from a Dutch Eurodance music group called Vinga Boys. And Vinga Boys are still living it up. They're still performing live. They're still doing tours in other parts of the world and have been very successful financially off of their Euro dance songs that they released in the late 90s. In fact, a number of music critics call them the greatest pop group to ever, the the greatest Dutch pop group ever of all time. The World Music Awards gave them the best-selling dance group of the year in 2001. They're the most successful Dutch pop group in history, but as far as like songs you guys may know, yeah. This one came out in 98. A year after Barbie Girl, which was by a different group. Right. But it kind of has that. That was Aqua. That's right. It, it kind of has that sing-along chorus, little female, kind of a squeal, synthetic beat. Wasn't as big a hit in the U.S., though it was number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100. But this this song peaked at number one in multiple countries. Uh, was number 10 in like 20, top 10 in 20 countries, top five and seven. They've done very well for themselves. But here they are on Terrible Tune Tuesday. So from 1999, this is We Like to Party by the Vinga Boys on Terrible Tune Tuesday.
Terrible Tune Tuesday. Look, let me tell you. You know, baseball season's coming up, and Cajuns will go to Southeastern. Southeastern got a very good baseball program. A lot of respect for them. I don't know if they still do it, but the last time we were there, every time that they would score, they would play. Drove me nuts. And I and I was saying, you know, guys, you're better than this. Was, you're you're better than this. <laughs> their their music selection is what made Jay really every, get on edge every time they would score. It's terrible. It's a wormhole, and it's just no, no. It's song. it's bad. It's a terrible song. That is another addiction of terrible tune Tuesday. When we come back, little NFL playoff talk. Looking at the divisional round. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? And why Cowboys fans should really be disheartened. Not because it was the usual song and dance this year, but the main thing that should be the most disheartening for all Cowboys fans. I'll tell you next. This is a great Scott show. I'm Scott. That's Jay. We're right back right after this. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up. And those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Here's another important tip from Terrio Dental. Older patients, especially those on multiple medications, are at risk of dry mouth. Reduced saliva flow increases the risk of decay and gum problems. As many as 800 different drugs cause dry mouth as a side effect. Always tell your dental professional about any medications you take. A change in prescriptions may help alleviate the problem. See your dentist at least twice a year. For more tips and advice from Terrio Family Dental, log on to this Townsquare Media Radio Station's website. The caring and friendly staff at Terrio Dental understands that going to the dentist for many people is no walk in the park and can be downright scary. That's the reason Terrio Dental offers sedation dentistry. Medication can be given prior to reduce anxiety and they can provide nitrous oxide during the procedure. You can trust Terrio Dental to take the fear away and help you maintain a healthy and beautiful smile. See them at 121 Rue Louis XIV off Collie Saloon or their new location, 329 Iberia Street, Youngsville, or visit LafayetteLADentist.com. This tax filing season could be one for the record books. There are thousands of dollars worth of new tax credits on the table, and Jackson Hewitt will help make sure you get every one you deserve. Tax credits for being a parent, taking care of a parent, taking classes, and so much more. Don't leave thousands on the table. Jackson Hewitt will make sure you get credit for all you do. And get your biggest refund guaranteed. Learn more and find your nearest location at jacksonhewitt.com.
You and your phone have been through a lot this past year. It's been your lifeline to the world. And now some big wireless company is telling you you got to buy a new phone from them and sign their contract? They don't control you. With TrackPhone Wireless, you can keep the phone, number, and network you already have. Already got a 5G phone? Keep that too. Because TrackPhone runs on America's best networks now with 5G nationwide. Plus, we've got unlimited talk and text smartphone plans starting at just 20 bucks. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. 5G nationwide access requires a 5G-capable device. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former Volkswagen and Audi owners or lessees may be eligible to receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to autoairbagsettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's autoairbagsettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596. Coulda, shoulda, and woulda. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a big skin quarter mile. Are you serious? They all play here. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Oh, yeah, sell zone, yo, macaron, yeah, macaron, no, chacaron, 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 chacaron. Welcome back. It's a great Scott show. Scott Prather, Jay Walker. Talked a lot of, uh, we talked some baseball, softball, college hoops, did TTT. We're going to talk a little football to uh, end the show this morning. Well, Jay? How about them, Cowboys? You know, unlike many people in South Louisiana, I'm not a Cowboys hater. I'm not. Are you, let me ask you this. Are you indifferent to them or Um, do you kind of like them? No, I kind of like them. I, I always have. The, um... The only time I didn't kind of like the Cowboys was when they, you know. In the early the, 90s. Yep. In the exactly. early 90s. Exactly. When they were good and they rubbed it in everyone's face all the time. Yes. Um, but I've always, you know, and, and look, I love Dak Prescott. I like Dak Prescott a lot. And so, you know, I, every time the Cowboys were on, I sat and watched them. And, and I rooted for them. Um, I I am flabbergasted by what I saw in that game against the 49ers. I mean, first of all, they got a gazillion and 20 penalties. I mean, it, every but time... But wasn't anything new? Been, no, no, been, but this was... No, no, even for them, this was... They've had, they, had, they had multiple games this year where they had more penalties than they did Sunday. Well, the, the, they didn't have any more crucial penalties in those games than they had on Undisciplined. Sunday. Undisciplined. Very much so. Um... You know, the Cowboys have been very good defensively all year long, and they had some breakdowns. Um, and then you had the last, you know, the, the last drive of the game. But it was like I was watching this and say, wait a minute. I hadn't seen this Cowboys team very much this year. I'm talking about the team that I saw on Sunday. Um, you know, they they have nobody to blame except the Dallas Cowboys. It's, I mean, it, it was just... It's the same old song and dance for the last 26 years. They oversell and under-deliver. I, I, you know, 
I like to mess with Norman, but there were other, there are other people in my life that are Cowboys fans that I don't unless they come after me. Like I'm not. I actually kind of feel like Bubba's a guy that's listened for years. I mean, I yeah. I actually felt bad for Bubba. Felt I didn't bad feel for bad Bubba. for Norman, but I felt bad for Bubba. Felt right? bad for my buddy Nick White up in Monroe. It's like you know, I so I'm not. I don't like the Niners. There was it wasn't like I was like yeah. I mean I like Elijah Mitchell, but my son was like who are we rooting for? I'm like neither of them. I mean the only good thing is someone has to lose today. Um, but they got their butt kicked for three quarters, and at the end, the ridiculous play call, which a number of things. Everyone keeps saying, well, Dak's got to run and give it to the ref. The other thing is number twenty eight for the Niners just got right off of them. Most defenders in that situation will will slowly get off of a player. You know what I mean? If he does that, then it's not even close. But but the end of the game took you know with you know you, I like Dak too. But his thing about it's okay to throw stuff no, at the refs no, that, no, was no. that was classless. That was and not. to blame the refs when when you guys played like garbage for most of the game was yep. was that was that was that was lame. That was very lame. What's disheartening for the Cowboys is this. Jerry Jones bought the team, won Super Bowls out the gate. The salary cap arrow came into play. And, you know, in the last 26 years, they've won less playoff games than Mark Sanchez. Whether it be Wade Phillips, whether it be Jason Garrett, whether it be Mike McCarthy, which I said at the time, terrible hire. Whether it be Drew Bledsoe, whether it be Tony Romo, Quincy Carter, whether it be whoever, whether it be, you know, obviously Dak Prescott. The one constant with the Dallas Cowboys has been Jerry Jones. Sure. He runs it like the most exquisite, expensive mom and pop shop ever because he pours all the money into it. But he is the mom and he is the pop. That's the one constant here. Does that make him non-binary? I'm not going there, Jay. He is the one who said it. He he is the reason that Cowboys fans should be the most disheartened because they they treat the guy like he's a god. They love him, and it's like love love what he did when he first took over. I mean, Tatum O'Neill won an Oscar when she was ten. After that, didn't turn out that well for her, and she wasn't propped up on this pedestal by everyone in Hollywood forever. Like, look how great it is. Like Jerry, you did your Super Bowls early. The salary cap started. You're the GM. What have you done in the last 26 years? I have been saying for years now, and back when I had the afternoon show here, I said it for years. Jerry Jones needs to go own. And until he decides to go own and hire other people that maybe aren't his sons to to come in and run the Dallas Cowboys... You're always going to see this. You're always going to see it. And time has proven me to be correct. Um, I've been saying the same thing. There was, you said you were flabbergasted. There was nothing about Sunday that surprised me for Dallas. I was like, this is a big moment. This is what they do. This is what they do. I, you know, and, and so many in their fan base still talk like it's the early 90s. Yeah, think of somebody like Norman, who's like not even thirty. Like he's not his whole life. All that franchise has done is torment him. <laughs> it's not like he it's ever true. like the older Cowboy fans. At least can be like, man, we we still had that that great run in the seventies, great run in the early nineties, halfway through the nineties. And other than that, 
Jake DeLome has won playoff games against Dallas. Jake DeLome has won five playoff games in the last 26 years. The Cowboys won three. And he owns them. We could go down the list here. Just just bad. All right, real quick, your picks. Uh, Niners, Packers. Packers. Tech Packers as well. Bucks, Rams. Rams. Okay. I'm not going to overreact to last night. I'm going to uh, take the Bucks. although I think it doesn't matter. Green Bay is going to the Super Bowl. Cincinnati and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. You want to, don't you? Give me Natty. All Give right. me Natty. All right. Uh, and uh, Kansas City and Buffalo. Man. That game's in Kansas City, right? Mm-hmm. I'll take the Bills. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Be rooting for the Bills, but I'm going to take the Chiefs. Bills played the, their perfect game last week. Boy, did they ever. Boy, that was crazy. And it was against that opponent. We were talking earlier about when, when you, you trying to come off of a high like that. Josh Allen, how how fun is that guy to watch? A lot. Now, I am going to, you know, it's hard to find somebody to root for. Okay? Oh, there's no one to root for in the NFC. Like, oof, well, oof. it's it's like, okay, Elijah Mitchell, I root for, but come on. But you don't the, root for the, the Niners, oh, right? Hell no, I no. Get it. no right, I get it. I get hell it. Hell no. I get it. Um, and, you know, the, the Rams, no. No. Tom Brady, absolutely not. So it's the Packers by default. Correct. But, like, it's, it's kind of like, oh. So I'm, I'm rooting for whoever wins the Kansas City-Buffalo game. I'm rooting for the AFC. All the teams in the Boy, AFC. It, it pains me to even say that because I've always been an NFC guy. Speaking of the Packers, former Packers receiver James Butler will be on with me tomorrow. Nick Underhill is scheduled to be on as well. We'll get into the Sean Payton rumors and Bob Marlin, Rage Cajun head basketball coach. Jay, it's been fun. Thanks for coming in, brother. Thanks for having me. This was delightful. The Dan Patrick Show is next on ESPN Lafayette, the best take it in sports. folks do like me take your trailers to tibbs trailer so you can get them taken care of hey you need tires changing are your lights working hey are your tires dry rotted go to tibbs trailer tibtrailers.com they have receiver hitches fifth wheel gooseneck hitches awesome trailers and you guys that are hunting get your trailer over to tibbs and let them service it for you they're located on 906 southfield span road in Dusan. that's tibbstrailers.com tibbs trailer i count on them for my trailer you should too Ever have questions about your prescriptions, even in the middle of the night? Well, Walgreens now offers pharmacy chat 24-7, so you can ask an expert about things like the correct dosage of your medications or possible side effects. Speaking of side effects, the side effect of getting your questions answered at 2 a.m., sleeping much easier for the next six hours. Try pharmacy chat today or tonight, online or on the Walgreens app. This whole wall needs to be shelving, too. This is a focal point in our restaurant. Leilani's new restaurant will have the largest wine cellar in the city. She needs a robust sommelier with notes of procurement manager. Three sections for France. I mean, this is the biggest... Indeed can help her hire great people fast. Ah, I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see every...